0: Well, I see we finally got a broadcast going. I tried this like five times and could not get it to work. Hey, man, did you hear the latest? Donald Trump says uh, he knows who he's going to pick for VP. Oh, <laughs> gosh. I wanted to go, look, I got a Bible right here. I want to share with you something from the Word. But I made the mistake of looking. Are there any headlines I missed? Of course, Hunter goes and does a, you know his dramatic entry into... Uh, the house uh, where the Congress is meeting and makes his dramatic soap opera presence known. I mean, the poor guy, um, I mean, he just ought to go, uh, he shows up when he's supposed to be showing up, he's outside, when he's supposed to be outside, he shows up. Well, that's the reason why he keeps losing those laptops. <laughs> All right, so listen, the um, the uh, the real story is Trump says he knows now, I got to say this. Put your prophetic on there, prophets. Who do you think's going to be? I want to hear. Put your, I'll tell you what, guys, write down who it is. Is it Kristi Noem? Got to get her name pronounced right. I think he wants a woman because it's possible Biden will get impeached or step down or go to the hospital or whatever, and they'll throw, um, you know. I've always said I think they want Michelle Obama in there with Gavin Newsom. That would be their dream ticket. But they might go with uh, Kamala, or oh, Kamala, oh, can you see Kamala? Kamala, the tattooed lady. She might be in there. Uh, and then, then it would, of course, be Newsom, right by, you know, as her running mate. Uh, that's a possibility. But who do you think would be ideal? The, the great fear is it's going to be, you know, deep state uh, Nikki Haley, you know, that uh, the, the Trump really needs to know that even though she's got all this pumped up, New Hampshire and Carolina and, uh, you know, the money from the, what you call it, uh, brothers. The Koch brothers, who aren't even, a, I don't know if they're both alive anymore. Uh, $40 million. I mean, she's she's uh, she's the establishment favorite. Kind of like in the days when Mitt Romney and McCain were chosen. Remember those days? Oh, my God. Have we got an education since then. Trump has ruined the Republican Party for the old school uh, good old boys club. We're never going to accept that. That rat trap again. But who will it be? You know who would give me energy? I, I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think he's going to go with Tucker. It's too wild. But Vivek, have you seen Vivek? I know you're all, many of you are going to freak out. Lance, he's a Hindu. Oh my God. Cyrus was Persian. Uh, you know, the guy can get saved, all right? Uh, but, but as an articulate uh, what you want in a vice president? And I know some people want to see it to be, uh, you know, um, uh, Ben Carson. Not Ben Carson. You see, the vice president's supposed to be the attack dog, so the president doesn't have to fight so hard. You don't want Ben Carson. Ben Carson is. I mean, remember Mike Pence in in, in the before before we decided he was really like, you know, messed up. Pence was just not really an attack. Dog. I'm trying to fix this thing here. Pence was not anyway, you don't want a nice polite America isn't there. We're in wartime, people. Spirit war, natural wars are coming. So here's the day of sale. Vivek. Don't don't stone the prophet. But Vivek, he's getting great. He would bring in the youth vote. He would bring in the youth vote. Um, and and, he, and I know that he's not liked by a lot of people, but he's, got, he's an articulate, on-his-feet thinker. Trump's main concern is that his mouth will bury him. He does like a little bit. He's always warning his son Donnie. Donnie, you're coming a little hot, son. He's always warning him about going, going off. Trump is more measured than people give him credit for. So Christie could be the gal, but then, then she has the kind of little scandal thing going on, right? If you haven't found out, you'll hear about it, you know. And we don't need that. Oh, the evangelicals don't need that. Evangelicals are, they'll go crazy. Evangelicals will go crazy with Vivek. They'll go crazy with, you know, Christy Nome. They they might go silent on um, Nikki, just because they're weird that way. They're almost like, I'm sorry, traditional evangelical, you know, squeaky wheels that don't like Trump they always they always vote for the wrong people they vote for losers actually they they uh, there's a group, there's a group of them i used to be very upset they would meet in texas and they would select an unelectable candidate every time every year it was rick perry once it was uh, the other guy another time they always pick someone who met their their highest standards for christian selection and unelectability, as it came out, <laughs> and I, was, I stopped being uh, jealous that I was never invited to their meetings. I, I was I was doing better without going there. Anyway, what's your guess? Who do you think it is? No, no on Nikki. I agree, but I'll tell you, Vivek will give him heck just because I would. I love to hear him do his, his DEI and his his, his his attack on how they try to play games in the media. He's fast on his feet. He's got all his brain cells functioning. Uh, you know, and, and he's an attack dog. And he likes Trump, and Trump likes that kind of loyalty. You know how the old man is. He appreciates loyalty. Uh, ben is a sleeper cell. <laughs> I love him. But he's kind of like, well, you know, I guess like Quaaludes. You need them during, you know, a, a period of great hecticness, but it's not going to rouse you to action. And I love the guy, and I've, I've interviewed him, and I love his wife a lot too. All right. So, anyway, that's my thoughts. I just don't think Tucker's a serious candidate. Uh, and and Tucker would be talking a little bit more politically, but Tucker isn't. Tucker's doubling down on his media. You he, he need the empire of media to keep going. All right. I like Ramaswamy. Two, oh, two watches. Yeah, good point. I'm just, you know what happened? Let, listen to this story. Now, I I hesitate to tell you, because somebody's going to watch this and say, Lance has lost his mind. But let me tell you what happened. I had a meeting in Washington, D.C. on strategy with some friends of mine, because we're going to be going to the swing states, seven states, particularly three and we're going to be doing some big rallies there. And I want to be able to meet with the churches, the Christians, the business community, the intercessors, the mama bears. And I'm looking at four to 5,000 people in each rally. And so I just wanted to get my coordination done with some other, other people there in D.C. Went to the old Trump Hotel. Oh, how I miss the old Trump Hotel. But the Trump Hotel's still there. It's now the Waldorf Astoria. So I'm there. And, I, and, and my meeting was there in, in D.C., and I like to stay at the Trump location, even though he had to sell it to the Waldorf. So I left a watch in, uh, I lost a watch somewhere, and I'm going through, I'm flying home, and I said, oh, no, and it was a gift. It was a gift from an a African-American pastor friend of mine, and I love it. Bishop Daryl Har- Hardin. He gave it to me. One day I was preaching, he just gave me his watch. And, it's, and it reminds me of him, and it, it speaks of our friendship and, and, and the grace of God that's on our relationship. He's in Atlanta. I was just with him last week. And uh, I lost the watch. And I'm, I'm flying home, and I'm so upset. I'm thinking, man, I hate losing it like this. It's so stupid. How could I lose it? And then I thought, it has to be in the room. So I call the front desk. The front desk says, We'll check. And it was room 433. So I'm looking up Bible verses 433, 433. You know, is there a meaning in this? You know, you think that. I was thinking that way tonight, because I'll tell you what happened. I get a phone call when I landed. It's the security. They said, um, Mr. Walnow, is that W A L L N A U? I said, Yes. They said, Well, uh, we're security at the hotel. We found your watch. And we think we know you. Have you done events at the hotel? I go, yeah, you guys were my security when I did events at the Trump Hotel. I've done, I've done big conferences there. They said, we remember you. Good news, we found it and we're sending it back. And right away I thought, now let me just, let me just say this. I may be wrong, but I thought, could it be that I took it off? while I was trying to take a nap. I was doing a lot of work done. I just tossed it on the bed. Could it be that while men slept, while the church slept, the enemy was able to rob us in 2020? I mean, let's face it. We walked right into a trap on January 6th. We lost an election in 2020. I mean, we got a whole bunch of prophets with Steve Schultz in denial for four years saying, you know, Trump's gonna be back and Biden isn't president. I I never got invited back on. You never was back there because I refused to go down that crazy route. I said, no, we've lost it, man. Biden is president, whether you like it or not. He may not be a legal president, but he's taken the oath of office and he got those electoral votes. It wasn't done right, it wasn't done legally. But we lost our footing because January 6th was a setup job. You'll see that. The FBI really had like over 200 plainclothes and MAGA dressed. And they weren't stopping the crowd. They were facilitating the crowd in. And that's got to come out. But be that as it may, it's another story. I get the watch back. And I said to the Lord, I said, could it be that while the church slept, we lost a time, but the time's being redeemed? Could it be that God is saying... I'm giving you back time and it's time for the watchmen to arise and begin to pray over Trump and over the election because I'm going to give you back the time so that you can be back in D.C. where you're supposed to be a watchman watching over the government and praying and I'm going to put Trump back in and you'll be a watchman watching over. Oh, this will go great. I can't wait for right wing watch to get that one. Hey, that's perfect. Right-wing watch can cover the watchman story. So I'm not saying that that's uh, 100% the way it is, but it hit me today. Maybe God is saying, while we slept, we lost something, but God's restoring time and giving us the ability to go back to Washington and do the work of watchmen and watch over a moment of God. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it. I may be wrong, I'm not one of those bombastic, the Lord told me, I'm saying the thought came to me. And the security guy reminds me of the angels. I mean, what's the likelihood of the, of the, of the armed security, secret service in the, in the hotel, knowing me by name and saying, hey, are you Lance Walner? We know who you are. Yeah, we got, we've, been, we've worked with you in the past in Washington and we've got, we're recovering your watch and we're gonna give you your time back. Woo, mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia, mamma mia, figaro. Anyway, hey, somebody sent me something here. I want to ask you your opinion. Uh, They sent me, (laughs) they said, they said, Lance, you call people idiots. I don't call people idiots, but evidently I do. And so they said they have this, um, let me see if I can turn this around. Hold on a second. I'm going to do it this way. They sent me this idiot. Uh, how do I' oh shoot, what's the more with my phone? Rotate my phone. it says ideo, ideology ideology. They said that uh, they said this to me, and I don't know. do you think it's like do you think it's something I should wear so what why is this phone screwing around with me? Ideology it's a definition a person who is foolish to learning the truth. a person who is foolish to learning the truth the way. And has rejected knowledge. Uh, If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. I think maybe I'd change the definition. A person who resists learning the truth and suppresses knowledge. Otherwise, it's illiterate. And therefore, they think the ideology, the idiotology might be me. But what do you think? What do you think of that? Would you? I mean, do you think I should wear, wear, wear? If we can fix that, should I get a shirt like that? It doesn't seem very affirming. You know what I mean? Certainly isn't a glorious confession. All right. I'm back again. I'm back again. I'm looking at my my screen. I'm showing everybody my screen. What have I got there? Anything incriminating? Darren Beatty, Charlie Kirk? Eh. Steve Bannon? The usual cast of characters I'm corresponding with. All right, now. Um, it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be built at the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and many nations will flow into it. Let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. We'll walk in his path for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between nations and rebuke many people. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. This is also found in Micah chapter four. These very same verses. When does it happen? In the latter days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established. Now, that's obviously a future promise for where it all ends up. But let me ask you a question. When we pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, should we be praying according to what the Bible says God wants on earth. And what does God want? He wants the mountain of the house of the Lord established at the top of every nation. He wants his church, his body, his ecclesia, occupying the gates at the top of culture so that nations can flow into the mountain of the house of the Lord and the glory of God can flow out and that nations will cease learning war and destruction. Ah, that's the way it ought to be. That's the way it ought to be. But we know it isn't that way, don't we, people? We know it isn't that way, and I could show you how. I've been looking at some of these verses, some of these verses. And, uh, you know, they concern me a little bit here. What is this verse right here? This text prophesies the restoration of the God image in man. What is it? It's that, you know, the Lord says, the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and appealing. God wants end time fruit. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment, the spirit of burning, then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud of smoke by day and shining flame by night. And over all the glory, there shall be a covering and there shall be a tabernacle for shade in the day from the heat and a place of refuge. You know what I'm seeing here? Let me sing to my well-beloved. God's had a disappointing vineyard, but God is also promising that a spirit of judgment and burning can restore to him, can restore to him. and He can wash away the filth of the daughters of Zion. There's a great song actually that came out of Morningstar that has that song of uh, that melody in it. And I asked the Lord today, and I just have a brief word for you. I asked the Lord today, I said, there's a lot of fear out there, Lord. I think what we gotta call our tour when we go to our states, we're gonna call it the Great America Courage Tour. Because the word of the Lord is be bold, Joshua, and be courageous. The devil wants to oppress Christian voting. He wants to oppress Christians in government. He wants to oppress our engagement. He wants to make us fearful, and he wants to make us confused. And I guarantee there are idiots that are going to be preaching. Christians shouldn't be involved with these, with government with politics because the devil, religious spirits don't want you showing up because church is the only thing that can save America. Electorally, we make up enough votes that we can be a tipping point. Nevertheless, will we do it? Here's the word of the Lord. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. Don't be anxious about the economy, about the WHO taking over and forcing vaccines on you, about the collapse of the economy and a digital currency, about the loss of freedom and being locked up and persecuted. Get that out of your head. Here's what I want you to think about it's Super Bowl time. Do you know how many saints of all the ages? have wished they could be in the Super Bowl. This is the last days. 98% of Bible prophecy is about the last days, the last 10 or 15 years of history. And you're, you're potentially in the last couple of decades of that. It's the Super Bowl, people. The saints that have gone before we get anything to be in the game right now, and you're in the game, the big game. You ever see people in the Super Bowl? They're Bandaged, they're bloodied, they're wrapped up. They refuse to be benched unless the manager makes them take a seat, so that some eager other guy can get in the game because everybody wants to play in the Super Bowl, and this is the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? So I want you to change the way you think about this. Sure, I've only got 450 people watching me late at night. Used to be 2,000. Think about it. I could be looking at that and going. There's 1,500 people suppressed. I know somebody is not letting me be visible, but you're going to share this. You'll share it. I haven't said anything other than exposing the FBI on January 6th and the election fraud. I know that those are buzzwords that don't get me, they get me suppressed. But where else are you going to get it candid like this? I believe the mountain of the house of the Lord is supposed to be established at the top of the mountains. I think it's where it's supposed to go eventually. It's going to be that way when Jesus comes back. He's going to plant that church there and the nations are going to be there. I'm praying that way now because that's thy kingdom come. And who knows? We may just see a few models of that taking place in a few places. Why in the world the devil and the Democrats and the liberals and the progressives and the Marxists get to have sanctuary cities that defy the government Why don't we have some sanctuary cities that defy the devil? I mean, an actual sanctuary where virtue runs and goodness runs and the enemy can't operate. Ho! hallelujah. I wouldn't even mind having a city where, you know, a lot of those illegals that are coming to the United States, they're just flooding in here. You know what would freak the devil and the Democrats out? is if we had revival, got them saved, got them filled with the Holy Spirit, started building great churches and prospering churches and had cities with economies where they could start to have a standard of living. Male and female marriages, children brought up in the nurture of God, jobs that were created, even a little bit socialistic in the sense we start factories where the people, the the poor people have ownership of the factory and they all prosper. I'm willing to go there because we can create some sanctuary cities And then suddenly they come from all over the country. If they're criminals, if they're cartel people, bam, swift justice, you're out of here, buddy. But if not, we build a model like Geneva on the earth, a place where the refuge can happen and where the school children teach them the fear of the Lord, the love of God, and Christian doctrine. How to build a Christian business. Oh, I think all hell would break loose in the United States because nobody wants to see people prosper and be free if Jesus does it. I want that kind of a sanctuary city. Send them to us, your huddle masses yearning to be free. Guarantee they'll seal up that border right away. That'll be the last day anyone gets through, the <laughs> moment they start voting conservative. <laughs> sanctuary, that's what I call it. Anyway, one can dream. One can dream because I believe God is giving us time. It's not over, and we're in the Super Bowl. All right. I'm going to be down in the Trump Doral, by the way, in two weeks. You want to be with me. I want you to go sign up. If you're over 50, you know, I love how all these young guys are doing relief factor commercials. Cracks me up. 30 years old, 28 years old. I use relief factor. Why the heck you use a relief factor? You're in your 20s. However, if you're over 50, you know, and your, your body parts are falling apart, and you're snoring at night, and you're you're beginning to get Brain fog and you thought it was COVID, but it's early onset dementia. Maybe you need to do the seminar I'm going to be going to. I'm bringing in experts on longevity, restoring years, restoring your mind, restoring cellular function, restoring muscle, restoring your youth. Oh, yes, I'm going to go there. I want to do reverse aging so that at 80 years old, I'm saying, give me my mountain, like Caleb said. Therefore, on the 19th and 20th, I'm going to the Trump-Durrell. I'm going to go down to Florida. Yeah, you could be out here in the freeze, freezing your butt off in Omaha, or you could join me and sit on the beach, sipping little drinks with umbrellas in them, and listening to five experts talk to you about reverse aging, anti aging, healing, and the new technologies that are causing the old to be young, the weak to be strong, the science, the cells, stem cells, the nanotechnologies, the you know the, the 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 chemistry it's all kinds of stuff anyway want you go to com forward slash summit and get the live stream at least sip your coffee and join me for 2 days and uh, i i made this so cheap i can't believe only 200 i made i made it for 200 people i could have i could i usually charge 2000 for these events i don't know for some reason i just made it cheap so no, anyone who wanted to go could go so it's like 495 and Then I got next week, it goes up again to 700. So if you want to get in and join me and sit down with me, I put this conference on for me because I want to reverse the aging as much as possible. I'm in denial about my age, but I'm going to find the medical establishment that'll help me. If I work out and do what they say, oh boy, well, I have a mountain to take. All right, go to LanceWilder.com forward slash summit. And uh, get your live stream or get your live butt down there and sit next to me. We're going to have a wonderful time in sunny Florida, January 19th and 20th. All right, share this, will you? Let people know that uh, we're together because the watchman anointing is here and God's going to give us back time. In the name of Jesus. Love you. See you later.